0: What's going on, everybody? We are back for the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, episode number 22, I believe. And uh, I came along, I came across our guest, Michael. Uh, you want to go by Mike or Michael? Doesn't matter. All right. So I came across our guest, Michael, a little while ago on Instagram. Uh, he is on the Instagram page at, or sorry, the research station, at
1: the research station. It's uh, the underscore research underscore station. Yes.
0: And I will put the link in the uh, description for you guys to check it out. So I came across your page and I found a ton of interesting information about gear and a lot of things that people are doing wrong. And I just, I had to get you on to talk to you because I think this is really valuable information for everybody. So before we get into that, I want to ask kind of where, who you are and where you came up with how you got all this information.
1: A lot of people ask me that. The, the first question they usually ask me is, what's my degree? What's my certification? What gives me the the knowledge to talk about? And I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I don't have a degree. I have no certifications. Mm. And uh, what happened with me was I got tremendously sick. My endocrine system shut down, not from the use of gear. I was actually completely natural at the time. I had just started my, my fitness uh, journey. I hadn't really done anything spectacular, and I still really haven't. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I got really sick to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. My hair was falling out in patches all over my head. Uh, my entire endocrine system uh, shut down. My pituitary gland is slowly going into ne- necropathy. It's going to eventually have to be cut out. And from that, I started researching how to hack my body, how to keep myself functioning normally. Okay. Uh, my test levels when I was tested were seven, <laughs> which oh is God. practically zero. Yeah. And, can, I, uh, can,
0: I, can I stop you for one second for those people who don't know? The pituitary gland is responsible for your hormones in your body?
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's your signaler. So your, your, your entire endocrine system comprises of multiple organs, and there's a, a feedback loop between each one of those, your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland. Your hypothalamus would be your receiver and transmitter to your pituitary gland. It receives the signals from your endocrine system, transmits it to your pituitary gland, And your pituitary gland produces things like TSH, FSH, LH, which are just signaling hormones for various other hormones in your body to be produced, whether it's testosterone or growth hormone or thyroid hormones, whatever the case may be. In my case, my pituitary gland is pretty much useless. Uh, I have to take a lot of different stuff to stay stable, to stay normal that. And, and it, it caused me to have to research. I was going to school to become an environmental scientist with a background in organic and inorganic chemistry. I still had very little information on the human body. Yeah. Now, I didn't research steroids. A lot of people are like, "Where? Where do you research? You know how these steroids work?" The thing is, is there's not a lot of clinical science on steroids. Yeah. There, there really isn't, yeah. uh, and most of it is steroids are bad. Steroids are bad. Oh my god! If you take steroids, you're going to die. You're going to rape people. You're going to kill people. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when, when you get into the science, you actually start studying how the body works, and then you have to study how the hormones work, and then how they interact with the receptors, with the body, and that's how you can start understanding what you actually need to do with these hormones to get to where you want to go without killing yourself.
0: Yeah. So you're, so you're self-taught, which is totally fine for me. I don't, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, if you don't have a degree, I'm not going to listen to you. So that's so totally the no fine. there's no degree.
2: On yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. That's right. So were you, so you said you were in the fitness industry a little bit, like you
1: were, were you going down that path? Yeah, I was, I was trying powerlifting out. I couldn't grow a wizard beard, so I really didn't fit in with the powerlifting community, <laughs> you know, and I didn't yeah. have a big old beard gut, but you know, I, yeah. I was trying, I, I, I had gotten pretty strong for a natural guy, but I wasn't anything special and I still am not. Yeah. Um but I ended up blowing out my T3 to my T10 in my back. Oh shit. Uh, which took me a year to recover. I went from 275 down to 240 and I just kind of stayed there, you know. And I'm I'm actually happy with just being able to go to the gym now. Yeah. So now my fitness industry is there my fitness journey is just uh I want to I want to live and walk at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So for <laughs> those of you
0: don't for those of you don't know and I'm not exactly positive but your T3 to T10 is like your upper back like in your
1: rhomboid yeah, back area yeah it's your middle thoracic so okay. the entire center of my back just went out oh so it's not the very top it's the beneath that cuz right, it's, it's not really- the cervical spine at the top it's your, yeah. your your thoracic runs down inside your traps so okay. i was i was squatting some heavier weight and my rear delt disconnected from my scapula it hurt really bad i curved my back and it just sounded like a zipper oh. went right up my back and
0: yeah what do they yeah, do it <laughs> is there surgery for that or how does it, how do you repair that
1: Uh they they could have put me through surgery. I opted for physical therapy and just going to a chiropractor. So I have to do a lot of active release therapy and physical therapy to kind of keep myself in the gym. Yeah, Uh, no more no more six, seven plates on squat, more like two plates. (laughs) I'm okay with just I'm okay with just going to the gym and lifting man. I don't need to be, you know, freaking Brandon Allen, you know, the jump a thousand pounds.
0: It's funny when something happens you just become happy just to be able to do the exercise. Yeah. Instead of trying to like break records or anything but
2: yeah, so I, I have
0: nothing to prove what's the timeline on that so how old were you when that happened when you hurt yourself and what how, how old are you when the pituitary went like what's the timeline and all these things
1: uh my pituitary gland went out in 2016 um and how old are you? On that? i was god how old am i now i was 37 at the okay. time okay when my pituitary gland shut down i'm 40 now yeah uh, i blew my back out in May of 2018. Oh, okay. So I've been out of the gym. I actually just started going back to the gym regularly in June. So, okay. and by regularly, I don't even mean five days a week. I can't even handle that. My back can't yeah. handle that. So I can go maybe three, four days a week. And then I have to go chiropractor, and yeah. a bunch of physical therapy. So it's not, uh, uh
0: when we were speaking before you mentioned something about military service. Do you want to explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So when I, when I got out of uh, high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I joined the military and, uh, you know, I thought, uh, I thought I was going to be protecting our freedoms and our liberties and come to find out, we kind of just take everybody else's freedoms and liberty. You know, if you have oil, we'll bring you some freedom. Don't worry. Yeah. And, uh, I, I went to the middle East and I was uh military intelligence. So I did a lot of work. Um, I did a lot of work in the knock, which would just be where the command centers are, where, you know, all this stuff happens, but, I wasn't like John Rambo out there with, you know, a 50 cal. You, know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think you all down, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing any of that. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't that hardcore. Um, I just repaired classified systems. And then eventually I did behavioral analysis, which was less than fun. I can assure you.
0: So how old were you? How long was your military service? How old were you in that time?
1: Uh, I served from 19 to almost 24 years of age. Oh. Uh, they kept me in a little bit longer cause they stopped lost me and prevented me from getting out to go to Iraq. I would have reenlisted, but, uh, when I went to Iraq and I realized why we were actually there and what was actually going on, I, I didn't want to do the military anymore. I just wanted to get out and okay. not, not live that life.
0: So so what, what did you do before the pituitary? Like where you were
1: just studying for environmental science? Is that what you think? Uh, I, my entire life I had been, you know, kind of a entrepreneur building businesses. I was, um, from 2004 until 2009, I was a stockbroker. I worked for Merrill Lynch and okay. Goldman Sachs. I was a senior analyst in 2009 when the market crashed and I went yep. from fabulously well off to completely broke in a single yeah. day, which was yeah. pretty, pretty awful. Um, yeah. and then after that I started company after company until, you know, I decided, well, I'm going to go to school and, and pursue environmental sciences and I'm going to build a business based off of that. And I started school and then I got sick and yeah. here I am. So you
0: went from military to scientists to now you you have how many clients do you have that you help with these issues?
1: I work with about 55,000 people. So 55,000
0: people. So, okay. So let me explain that to me because people are going to wonder how that works. So the people you're helping, are they, all steroid users or are they just people with organ issues or who is your clientele made up of?
1: Uh, it ranges. Primarily you're talking about people in the bodybuilding and powerlifting industries. Okay. But I do have quite a few people now who are seeking like naturopathic approaches to dealing with endocrine problems. And the majority of my research is actually in that area to deal with endocrine issues using a naturopathic approach as opposed to medication. Yeah, uh, But how it works, we, there, there are, gosh, there must be like 200 Instagrams that share my videos anymore. Yeah, yeah. And um, they, they get these people in and they, they come to my website and they consult me. And I just, I just consult people all day and night. That's my life. I so how,
0: I'm, I'm sorry if this, I don't mean this to sound disrespectful in any way. No. If you have 50, 55,000 clients in the bodybuilding powerlifting industry. There's a lot of people that haven't heard about
1: you. Like I, I just found out about you recently. I, I don't know. There's about 10 million give or take in the United States. So 55,000 sounds like a lot, but it's a, it's a tiny, tiny dent. When you, when you talk.
0: Sorry, you cut over
1: 10 to 25 million. So, Um,
0: I was going to say, but 50, like most of the coaches in our industry, if they have like 200 clients, they're considered considered popular. So I just don't know how, like how do you even handle 55,000 clients?
1: I don't. So I, I just consult them. They, they, they go to my website. They consult me. I don't have direct hands on contact with them. I don't manage their diets. I don't manage their training programs. I just tell them the way you're taking your hormones right now sucks and you need to change this, 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 and this, and here's how I would take it. Here's the supplements I would take or, Oh, your blood works reflecting this and this. You shouldn't even be on anything. You need to come off. Here's what you need to do to correct your body before you move forward. Um, You know, I get, I get honestly, to be honest with you, the majority of my serious clients are people that come to me with tremendous health issues that have been ruined by coaches. So a lot of these coaches that have, you know, two, three, 400 clients and they, they build their business off of having guys take, you know, one, two, three grams of test a week. You know, these people get tremendously sick. Their hair falls out. Some of them have colostomy bags. Some of them end up with diabetes. Some of them have severe pituitary failure. You know, yeah. kidney disease, liver disease, you know, fatty liver disease, hyperlipidemia, hyperinsulinemia, hyperandrogenism. So you have all these different diseases and disorders that start sprouting up from the abuse and I get those people. So I get the most broken people in, <laughs> in the industry. Insane. This
0: is insane to me because it's weird how bodybuilding is a popularity contest because we've got people like Tony Huge, which we like to call we like to call him Anthony because... He's not huge and we don't know if his name's Tony. So yeah. we're like we got people like him out there and he has thousands and thousands of views on his YouTube pages. And I've watched some of them and they're completely ridiculous. Yeah. He's people to take these steroids and he's saying add these SARMs and he's saying, Oh, you can get you can gain twenty pounds of muscle in thirty days. It's just it's insane.
1: You can't yeah. gain twenty pounds of muscle in thirty days without insulin. Yeah, it's I just don't, get, I I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't think you can do it period i don't think i've ever seen anybody do it but oh you definitely can do it but you can definitely kill yourself at the same time there's <laughs> there, there's there's guys i've seen put on 65 pounds of mass in maybe four months no mass and, yeah i agree with
0: you weight wise but he's saying actual muscle tissue
1: oh uh, well i don't know about lean mass all yeah lean that's mass, I mean, you can yeah. put on quite a bit of muscle oh, I, can <laughs> on, I,
0: I can put on i could put on 30 pounds <laughs> I could put on 20 pounds in a month. That's not a problem. It's, uh... Me too. Just give me enough
1: pizza, man. I'll put right. on 20 pounds in a <laughs> <That's> week. <right.
0: laughs> but I, I, the point I was getting to is you're the guy with the information. And a lot of the guys that watch this channel and a lot of the body, people in the bodybuilding industry, I don't think know who you are. So I think this is really important that we get out there that there is somebody they can go to that can help them before they have all these problems. So you're the guy that, because I get these messages sometimes. Somebody will send me a message and say, hey, can you help me with my stack? And I'll say, I, you know, I don't really do that. I have to do your whole program. Right. But you're the guy now that they get messages say, I need advice with this, this, and this, like gear-wise or blood work-wise, stuff like that.
1: It, but it's some they, the expectation from the customer is sometimes outweighs what I can actually do. You know, they'll come to me, they'll be like, yeah here's here's what I've got, and I just need you to tell me how to take it. And I'll look at what they've got, and I wouldn't take any of it, and I wouldn't take it in combination with each other. I, I look at their diet, and I'm like, you know, a lot of bodybuilding diets. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what. The bodybuilding diet industry is just absolute bullshit. And I think a lot of these coaches, all they do is they have like a, a master template, and they just adjust the macros and give everybody the same. And you know, when you're talking about anabolics, your body depletes your your nutrients inside your liver at an incredibly rapid rate when you're taking large amounts of hormones. So when you're eating like rice, chicken, broccoli, egg whites, oats, you know, every single day, and that's that's your diet day in and day out, and you've got no fruit in there, you've got no nuts in there, you've got, you know, very little biodiversity when you're talking about the types of vegetables you're eating, you start getting tons and tons and tons of side effects, whether it's acne or you start having problems with your sleep or your hair falls out or your, your lipids go out of control, or you start having problems with your, with your kidneys, all of these things happen because you're either taking too much hormones or you're not eating the right types of food. So the whole bodybuilding industry in general is it's kind of flipped on its head. So it let, really me, is.
0: let me ask you this, because these are things that are passed down from generation to generation mm-hmm. to generation. It's not always just a coach trying to make money. Right. So let me ask you this. So let's assume a guy is taking the right amount of hormones and he's not going crazy, right? If he's not getting in the micronutrients he needs from different fruits and vegetables and whatever, is he going to experience, still going to experience those side effects or is he okay? Cause he's not taking a ton of juice.
1: Wait, it, that see, that all comes down to side effects don't really necessarily just come down to your dosing. They also come down to your genetics, your blood type, your diet, your rest cycles, when you're injecting, whether you're doing it pre-workout or post-workout,
0: those things matter.
1: They 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 certainly do matter. Uh, oh, for example, people wow. we'll talk about like trehalose acetate or Mint, which is one of the.
0: Mike, Mike can I interrupt you first? That. Mike, can I interrupt you for a second? Sure. I'm sorry. Sure. Is there a is there a desk or something you can rest your phone on? Because when you move, your phone. I, I you can't. Phone cuts yeah, out. I, I can't. It's.
1: Um, there we go. Is that better?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because your phone cuts out when you move. That's why.
1: I apologize. My hands are getting numb anyway. So I I was like, damn, I don't know how long this is going to go for. My hand can't take much more. (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay. Okay. So carry on. I'm
1: I'm, I'm fascinated by this stuff. When, when you take a hormone, right, your body starts to starts to process it pretty much as soon as you take it, especially when you're talking about a rapid ester. So your body starts to process it pretty much as soon as you take it. And if you, if you inject, you know, three hours before you work out or two hours before you work out with some of these esters, you actually start to convert. So things like trestolone acetate begins to convert rapidly as soon as you use it. Yeah. But if you take it and you go work out, less of it gets converted. If you're suppressing the conversion with things like provirin and you're taking things like dim and methylfolate and calcium to glucrate, your estrogen levels and your conversion ratio are flipped on their head. So instead okay. of 70%, get like five or 10% conversion You get a lot better leverage out of the compound. than somebody who takes the compound, you know, first thing in the morning they go about their day and then they go to the gym after work yeah. and they're, they're just going to get inferior results. Okay, it's, so really it's a very complex thing. Hormones are, are very complex.
0: So I know you're saying it dep- uh, depends on the drug. So let me ask you about some of the common ones. Cause I'm going to, I need you to treat me like a, uh, uh, toddler I don't like I don't know anything okay so you're a really really
1: big toddler if my toddler looked like you <laughs> I have enough problems with my kid as it is if you look like me <laughs> I have
2: all
0: right okay. <laughs> anyway so let's just say I'm taking DECA and like uh testinanthate and trend acetate
1: okay well first what? of all I wouldn't I wouldn't take DECA and trend together uh, both okay. of those being a 19 norse compound they're going to compete for the same receptors your yeah. prolactin's going to go through the roof which yeah. means or your serotonin and dopamine levels are going to get tremendously impacted. You're going to have problems with your libido. You're going to have all kinds of side effects. So DECA and Trench should absolutely never be run together. Okay. Now, the thing about running DECA is, and, and and TEST is that those two compounds, like anentate and nandrolone decanoid, they, they build over a period of time. So the longer that you take it, you start getting diminishing returns on your dose. Okay. So let's say that you're doing like, you know, a two to one ratio, which is what they call the rule of thumb with tests. They'll yeah. do a two to one ratio, two two times the amount of test over nandrolone. Yeah. They'll run that for a period of time. Over time, you start getting more and more and more side effects and less and less and less results. That's why guys who say, "Yeah, you can run DECA, but you can't run it too long. You'll start holding water, and you know your dick will shut down, and this will yeah. happen." That yeah. has to do entirely with how much you're running and how long you're running it for. So, okay. my methodology is shorter cycles with longer esters or pulsing your esters back and forth like a a more moderate ester and then you switch over to a faster ester so that you can continue your cycle for a longer period of time and it really depends on the person you're talking to if you're dealing with a mamby-pamby who doesn't want to inject more than two or three times a week because it's a big big baby then you know you got to go with those slower esters but yeah. they, they are you get people he's like well really i'm really busy and i can only do it like once a week i <laughs> really i just i'm like well then then don't take tests
0: okay don't wait a minute tests. i gotta interrupt you because i fucking hate doing shots like I hate, <laughs> I hate i hate like if there's something i gotta do <laughs> like i would rather do a test uh, an anthate or sipinate like two or three times a week than do probe like every day or every other day. you know what i mean like i just i don't i, I can't sure. i can't stand doing shots man it's just So, but I do understand what you're saying is sometimes it's it's a necessity, so.
1: Well, I mean, just take 20 milligrams of triactin twice a day and you'll be all right. What does that do? Triactin like a man, you big baby.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right.
1: (laughs) The frequency of dose and the speed of ester will improve your results. But if you're dealing with someone who's like ectomorph versus an endomorph, you know, someone who has a hard time losing fat, but not necessarily adding muscle, you know. Using those rapid esters with them will result in faster muscle gain and less adipose. Whereas if you got an ectomorph, if you use the fast esters, yeah, they'll blow up real big. But then yeah. as soon as they come off, they're like, ah. Uh, so I use a more moderate ester with somebody who, who is uh, a fast metabolite. So the person yeah. who metabolizes things quickly and they get things out of their system quickly. I use a more moderate ester. I'll put in some EQ or I will use some Deca or I use you know, sippy eight, but someone who, you know, they just, they can't keep the weight on or, or I'm sorry, they can keep the weight on. They just can't lose the body fat, but they yeah. get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Y- you got to use faster esters with them or they're just going to bloat and look fat. And they're going to feel miserable. and They're not going to look good. Yeah. You know, you have to consider, there's a lot of factors that come down to a person's physiology, their biology, their genetics. When you talk about hormones. And I think that's where the issue gets missed in this industry. People just think everything's cookie cutter. Like if, if you grabbed, the average bodybuilding coach and you pulled up their cycle that they give to their athlete, it's always like 400 milligrams of, of trying 400 milligrams of probe, 400 milligrams of masteron. you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they'll, they'll inject that yeah. piece, that 400 milligrams three days a week, or, yeah. you know, sometimes they'll do four days a week, but, but why, who came up with those doses and where did it come from and how do they know that's how it's going to work for that client? Well, let, let me, me answer, answer, no.
0: let me answer your question just because I'm one of those coaches. <laughs> so, <laughs> and i'm not i'm not honestly i don't take any offense to it because i'll be the first one to tell you i'm not an expert in steroids like it's not i'm not an expert i just this is what i did uh i guess i do it more by experience this is how i started this is what i did started doing this is and what
1: I, worked for you yeah this right. worked for
0: me so but i'm the kind of person who does the three shots a week and i am i do i do think the cookie cutter thing in a sense that i didn't realize that if somebody who's holding more fat or is subject to holding more fat, they should use this ester or somebody who's an ectomorph should use this ester. Like I didn't, I don't consider, I didn't consider those things. I think a lot of people don't know those things.
1: So well, it, it comes down with your metabolism. You know, everybody's metabolism is different. Yeah. Um, and I I put out videos even talking about blood type and I got some backlash on that. I got some guys from, I forget the, what the hell was the name of that Instagram pro something forms, pro AAS forums, something like that. And these guys have this dude named Labrat, and he was like blasting off about blood type has nothing to do with hormones. And, you know, here's the thing. It actually does. Your yeah. blood type does. People are like, blood type doesn't have to do. Well, if it has something to do with your diet, then it has something to do with how your metabolites work. So want- the, the, the types of hormones you yeah. use matter. The types of body that you have matter. You know, it, it's, it's really complicated. If, if I'm working with someone from the Olympia, the type of blood work I would have them get versus just a bro at the gym is vastly different. And the way I do their cycle is vastly different. And, you know, I think that honestly, I'll tell you what I think the biggest problem is the industry. Everybody sees the guys getting on stage, you know, whether it's, um, you know, Brandon Curry or Flex Lewis, or they're just seeing these guys get up on the stage. are like, I want to look like that guy. How do I get big like that guy? I want to be just like that guy. And what they don't realize is, that guy's life, his entire life revolves around his body from the moment he wakes up right. to the moment he goes to bed, he gets up early so he can eat at a specific time. He goes to bed at a certain time. So that he's eating at a certain time. He's taking his sometimes injecting three, four or five times a day, depending on the guy, mm-hmm. you know, and you have just, just insane amounts of food and specific time doses and specific time stuff and specialized blood work. These guys literally, they live their entire life for that stage. Yeah. And, so when you talk to a person who's a gym bro and they, they just want to take whatever, a lot of coaches will be like, well, I know how to get you there. You got to take two grams of tests. You got to take growth yeah. hormone at 10 IU yeah. and you got to take 10 IU of freaking insulin twice a day. They got guys take Atlantis, Humalog and people yeah. are falling over dead off treadmills. And it's funny to me is people only know about like the Matt quarters or the big name person that dies from yeah. whatever they know. Yeah. They don't know about the dude that nobody's ever heard of that falls off a treadmill with a heart attack in the middle of the gym.
2: Yeah. nobody
1: yeah. cares about that guy yeah, but there's yeah. thousands of them every year yeah, yeah they're
2: everywhere
1: you know so
0: let's go back a little bit because I'm, I'm still um and this may be just me my own personal needs but i'm still fascinated by the time thing so i want to go back to where we're talking about stack so let's just say i have test trend eq instead of deca let's right. say that's let's say that's my stack okay uh, what type what, of
1: trend? Did you say ACE or an anente? ACE.
0: Okay. okay. When do what time of day is best for that injection?
1: Uh, well, it wouldn't matter with your more moderate esters because they don't, they don't release, um, and, and quickly into your body. Your body processes them slowly. Phase one takes a little longer. Everything takes a little longer. They don't just necessarily release, but with the, with the acetate, you're going to want to take the trend ACE like an hour before the gym. Okay. You really are. You're okay. going to want to take it like an hour before the gym because if you take it, uh, if you take it after the gym, it's going to convert all night while you're sleeping and you're not yeah. going, to sleep, you're going to sleep, you're going to feel like crap. And if you take it in the morning first thing and then you don't work out till the afternoon, you're going to feel agitated and frustrated and just uh, just irritated <laughs> all day long yeah. because you didn't, you know, and it's converting into that prolactin and that progesterone is going up because you have to understand tren is a, is a 19-north testosterone, yeah. which is just a progestin bound onto a testosterone. So yeah. your progesterone rises, your body temperature rises, your T three goes up, your T four becomes inhibited. So your yeah. T four converts into T three. You get even more T three. That's why guys are having night sweats night terrors. Yeah. You got just trend trend has to be done with kid gloves. I don't even like Trent actually.
0: No, I well,
1: see, that, I that even,
0: all that all explains a lot to me because I have horrible sleep. <laughs> and I have all those like when I when I was on, I mean I'm off right now, but um I never most of my shots were done at like seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. And I yep. and work, I never even considered that
1: they had to be done before training. It's a Better idea. Plus if you do it before training, the other thing is, you know how you get that little bit of inflammation when you inject yeah. and Sometimes you hold a little bit of water, yeah. but if you work out right afterwards, you get all that blood flow through there, you get it moving through your limbic system. You, yeah. you don't swell up as much. You won't hold as much water. You'll feel a lot better. Yeah. You know, always before you work out. Uh, with sense. the exception of like zero conversion testosterones that have a high anabolic potential, like super draw. Okay. You can take super draw before bed. Okay. The reason why is because you take super draw before bed, it spikes your IGF while you're asleep
2: yeah.
1: and you will add tons of muscle while you're sleeping. I've when never taken,
0: to, I've never taken super draw.
1: Uh, well, if you want to blow a hole in your liver, you can start now. So. <laughs> it's like yeah. but the, me,
0: okay, but wait a minute. The problem is you just said you're going to put on tons of muscle. So all these people that you're watching are going to be like, oh, fuck, I got to get Super drawled. But, <laughs> but then they're not going to listen to the part where you said it's going to blow a hole in your liver.
1: Well, and, and that's the truth. That's why, you know, like 10 milligrams of Super Draw before bed with your liver support, when you go to bed, that's your liver actually expands while you're asleep because it's going through a healing and rest- restoration cycle. So yeah. while you're asleep, your liver's healing. So that's the best time to take it because you're not going to blow a hole in your liver. You're only taking 10 milligrams. You don't need that much. People think, God, I need like 30 milligrams of this a day and 70 milligrams of that, 200 milligrams of this. Yeah. You, you don't need that shit. Your body can't even use it. There, your body's capacity is about 125 milligrams a day of testosterone. If you go to my website, the research station, click on yeah. research. There's a blog called Blended TRT. I actually have sourced studies with DOI numbers showing that the body can only manage about 125 milligrams per shot.
0: Okay. So let's get into that since, since you brought it up, I have a lot more like actual use of anabolic questions because, but let's get into that since you brought it up. So if someone said to me, you can only process 125 milligrams per shot. Does that mean I have to take more shots
1: or does that just mean I can only handle 125 a day? You're going to have to send me your address so I can get you some try acting because you're going to have to take some more shots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to take some more shots, man. I don't know what to tell you. So I mean, wait a minute. You can, so Your so body you're... can use it, right? Your body wait a minute. So this... if, you, Sorry, if, you I'm... Inject, if you inject, say you inject 400 milligrams in a single shot, your body's going to use a portion of that. But what you need to understand is after you get past 125 milligrams, your HDLs begin to crash and your LDLs rise. Your body has a natural preset based off of genetics. When your LDLs get to a certain point, it just immediately, it starts a bile response and starts dumping lipids. So all of those sterols that you just injected, a large portion of them I and mean, somewhere between 20 to 60%, depending on how much is built up in your system, begins to dump into the bile. So your feces start to get yellow, a little bit runny. You know, you start having like really wet shits instead of like, you know, the, the good ones that you don't have to wipe for two days to clean up. You know, and that's what starts to happen to you yeah. when you when overdose tests and people are like, I didn't even realize that was happening to me. But now that you mention it, You know, yeah, that's exactly what's happening and your body just can't handle it. So if you, if you dose the right way, you can take a lot less tests and get a lot better results. And the guys Mm -hmm. I had getting ready for the Olympia this year, I think 600 milligrams in an entire week was all they took. And everyone's like, that's bullshit. I'm like, that's all they took.
0: So just so people know, you had guys in the open class bodybuilding at the Olympia. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm not going to name drop. Cause I, no, don't do no. I don't want you to do that. Yeah. I just, because the reason I'm, the only reason I'm saying that is this, some people watching this are going to say, well, that might work for a CrossFit guy or something, but it's not going to work. Yeah. So I just want people to know that you're, you're using these, you're using this information on open pro bodybuilders.
1: And, and when I deal with an open pro bodybuilder, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling like when they do their insulin, what types of insulin, when they do their growth hormone, what types of growth hormone, when they do their tests, what types of tests. So it's actually, those guys get really, really, really timed and specific information. And, you know, they take a lot less stuff, but they inject a lot more than what they're they're used to injecting. But the end result is they get on stage and they feel better than they've ever felt. They look better. I think the the one guy I was talking to this year said this is the first time he made it all the way through a prep where he wasn't angry and sick and couldn't sleep. And, you know, he's like, I didn't have to take diuretics. He's like, I just, I was ready. He's like, I was, so, I was red.
0: What, um, how does that affect their blood work? How, what are you noticing with their blood works
1: when you do this? Well, the, after they, after they come off that cycle and they go back into like a TRT or a cruise as most guys call it, uh, their, their blood work, their lipid levels are more under control. Their hemocrit is not out of control. So they won't, they won't be at like 60% hemocrit like most of yeah. them are yeah. when they come off <laughs> their, their bun is pretty, pretty stable. Their creatinine isn't like elevated 20 30 percent it's only maybe 10 percent elevated you know so their their blood work looks a lot better now it's always elevated because when you're running tests you're going to be above you know what the presets of normality are but your body is functioning okay at those levels
0: so let me ask you this so you're saying injecting more is okay but only injecting a certain amount so what is the limit for a guy say weekly that you think is usable for the body uh, well, I mean, I know, you, I know, I know everybody's different. Let's just use me for example.
1: If you're using rapid ester. Okay. Let's just say if you're using rapid ester and you go seven days a week and you don't have to worry about diminishing returns because like I said, as it builds up in your system, that 125 moves down because your your levels are raising. So you yeah. can't, you can't keep pumping that same amount in. But with, with fast esters that are in and out and you're doing 125 a day times seven days, that's going to yeah. be your math. Okay. You know, okay. That's, that's, that's the maximum. that's, that's, ridiculous. You don't even need that. You know, yeah. they, you just need the right types of compounds. You need to understand the person's body, understand what they respond well to. You get them on the right types of compounds and you can get by with freaking 300, 400 milligrams a week with ridiculous results.
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to use me for an example, just so, just so we have a frame of reference. So my, and I've said this before online, so I don't care, but the, what I noticed the sweet spot for me, if you want to call it that is 1250. Okay. Right. Now what you're saying is that's crazy. Yeah. What I want to what I want to know is how come I feel better, or maybe not feel better, but feel better in the gym when I go from seven fifty to twelve fifty.
1: Um, mental, P- probably some of it's mental, but also you have to remember because you're taking those moderate esters, it, you're not plowing into it. You're just you're you're just stepping up and staging, and your body's already dumping anyway because it's not going to let you use that much test anyhow. So let's say you're taking twelve fifty versus seven fifty, right? Yeah. Well, 750 is well above that 125 mark, and yeah. so is 1250. The yeah. 750 you dump this much, the 1250 you dump this much, now you're actually at 750, which is where you wanted to be in the first place. So yeah. Now you feel good. You yeah, get what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm getting more, though. Oh, you're getting more. Sorry, you kind of... You're, you're, you're getting more, but you're dumping more. So you, yeah. you've, you're you getting what you wanted to get,
2: Yeah. but
1: your body's now dumping more. So you're putting more strain in your liver. You're putting more strain in your kidneys. It'll lead to kidney stones, kidney disease, it liver t- lead to hyperlipidemia, fatty liver disease. Yeah. All kinds of stuff starts to happen when you, when you up dose to hit that sweet spot, which is really just, you, you, you go to a certain point, you're like, okay, I feel good, but I need to go up because I'm not getting my results. So you go up. You're like, I'm not there. And then you go up again. You're like, now I'm there. Well, yeah. okay. Up here, you're there, but your body dumped 30% to 40%. So actually you're here. And when you were so- here, your body dumped twenty to thirty percent. So actually you're back down here at the five hundred where you started in the first place. Do you get so, what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So if I understand you correctly, what you're saying is I hit my sweet spot of seven fifty, but I dumped five hundred trying to get there. Yes. Where I could That's be where I could be hitting like 700 seven hundred a week. Eight, like eight. yeah, or seven fifty like you're saying, if I do it right without hurting yeah. myself
1: frequent injections with a rapid ester and you can get to where you want to go and yeah i get it like i use a 25 gauge 5 8 needle so a little tiny you know i take the little 25 uh, gauge 5 8 needle and i hit the shoulder or i hit the quad and it it's it, it's not i'm not shoving like an inch and a half needle you know into my glute which i'm totally against But you take those yeah. smaller needles and you do your injection it doesn't it doesn't hurt you don't get big big swollen lumps and, you know yeah no
0: not in a not in a 5 but then wouldn't people say well that's not going deep enough and that's more subcutaneous uh
1: it's not subcutaneous because 5 would still be intramuscular unless you're fat as hell and you got a whole bunch of <laughs> extra tissue that you got to go through but i'm saying with a guy like you at what i'm guessing you're about 10 percent around there 12 percent, yeah okay close. so you maybe have like a, a thin layer of fat on your delt right yeah and so you put a five-eighths in you're getting you know four-eighths of penetration into the muscle tissue yeah you know how's that not intramuscular well I just thought, yeah go
0: ahead i just thought that it had to be deep in the muscle or it would kind of come out of the you know what i mean like i didn't know i didn't know you could go
1: even even if surface. you stick like even if you stick an inch and a half needle in your leg right and and you plug it with your test oil and you pull the needle out, you're still gonna see some, some perforation, some oil coming yeah. back out of that hole every time. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you put it all the way down into the deep muscle or into a shallow bit of the muscle, as long yeah. as it gets into the muscle tissue. And I know some guys are like, Well, how do you feel about the sub Q test injections? I was yeah, ask I've a sign of that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of schools of thought on that. It affects and adjusts the ester and how fast it, and, and rapidly it works with your body. Uh, it's not as stable. I don't like it. I think that you retain more water. Plus you have to remember the androgens and estrogens store in your fat tissue. So if you're injecting tests yeah. into your fat tissue, you're just getting a big old lump of, te- uh, of, of test right there and it's staying and it's not coming yeah. out. Yeah. And by the way, when, when testosterone and estrogen build up in your fat tissue, it becomes harder and harder to lose fat, especially for a woman. So if you ever look at like a woman going through a show prep, you'll notice like the first time she takes gear, she'll, she'll take some anavar. And she'll get that. She'll get that real nice booty and you know right. tight waist. And she'll look great. Then her next cycle, she's going to be like, I'm going to get even better. And she's going to take it. And she's it's it's going to be harder. It's not going to the, the muscles. Not going to go on as nice. She's not going to lose the fat as nice. She's like, why? And your coach is like, you're not listening to me. You need to take this. You take that. He ends up putting her on you know like a 700 calorie a day keto diet. She's starving. <laughs> she gets up on the show. She's half dead. She comes off the show. She packs on like 20 pounds of fat. Then her next show, she has to take even more. She starts sounding like Darth Vader. She's like, yeah, you know, I took some tests. And they're (laughs) real upset. You know, what really gets me about these women is my heart goes out to them because they get lied to. The biggest biggest lie is that you have to take a whole bunch of tests as a woman to get to where you want to go. It's a freaking lie. These coaches don't know what they're doing and they make women sick. And so then you get these women who... You know, they have to defend themselves because guys are being dicks. They going on their page, well, you look like a man. She's like, you, you don't even look like a man. You know, and they'll, they'll be like, you know, talk all this shit back and forth. Yeah. and They'll, they'll yeah. act like they're, they're beautiful. But they're the same ones calling me on the phone, crying, talking yeah. about how they need help because they sound like a man and their face is changed and they're, they can't sing anymore and their hair is falling out and their thyroid's not working. And please, God, help me. And it takes me six, eight months and I may not even <laughs> be able to get them back on stage because their system's so messed up. So, yeah, yeah. you know, testosterone in fat tissue, and estrogen in fat tissue makes the fat tissue harder to lose. Yeah. Uh, for women, it causes terrible side effects. So subcutaneous injection, not a fan of it. I think that intramuscular is the way you need to go. It's tried, true, and proven. Uh, and I'm going to be old school on that. And I really yeah. don't care what people have to say about it. Yeah.
0: So, okay. All of this sounds extremely complicated. Um, it is. It's all really, really new to me. Everything I've seen... In your videos and everything, I'm like, this is all all new. So, is there and, and this is probably a stupid question, but is there a simpler way to explain it to people? Like, if you're a coach and you want to help people and you don't want to give them the wrong, dumb shit advice, is there a guideline uh, or an ebook or something that you have that can people can buy and so? Has people some basic ask
1: me all the word? time. I, I know you said if I touch my phone you know, it'll pause, but, you know, where I get information from and I'll just show you some of it. So here's my library. And so when I never read all these and each one of these things has a different purpose for what I do, people say, was there one specific ebook to, in order to formulate these concepts explained here, uh, okay. my mentor is Victoria Felcar. Uh, Victoria Felcar is, she makes me look stupid. Like yeah. she makes me look stupid. Who's that smart? I, I sit in the room with her and my hair stands up in arms because she's so damn smart. But you know, she taught me how to do Bayesian diagrams, which is basically you pull all these different research studies of things that you are, that are known. These things are knowns. things that we know happen. And then you have a, a probability outcome on the other side. And the Bayesian diagram is we know these things are going to occur. So this is what we can expect. And because of that, we expect this outcome over here. So that, that's the only way to formulate this stuff. I mean, there, like I said, there's no clinical science, but we do have clinical science on everything else. So we're Mm -hmm. able to put together, you know, as accurately for you as possible, you know, scientific processes to deal with this stuff. Now in the future, I am going to start up a research company. I have a 501C that I'm in the process of getting started where we're going to do clinical research on anabolics. And I'm going to yeah. do it. I don't give a shit what Congress says or what anybody says. I'm going to prove to people this stuff's not bad to take. You yeah. know. And, and that's the only I want to approach. You know, all those studies on SARMs and steroids and everything that you see, like if you go to scholar.google and you type in anabolic androgenic steroids or AAS or steroids or testosterone, You get all of these freaking studies that come up with steroids are bad, criminal criminal behavior is tied to steroids. You take steroids, you're going to be a raper. You take steroids, you're you're more likely to abuse your spouse. There's three think tanks in Washington, D.C. that do all of those studies, and they are paid for by Congress to pump those studies out so that everybody believes, oh, my God, steroids are bad. Oh, my God, I can't take these. Well, they did the same thing with marijuana, and now, look, marijuana is freaking legal everywhere, and I, I don't see anybody... You know, killing each other over marijuana anymore. You know why? It's, why is ahead. it?
0: In, why is it in the government's interest to make us all think it's bad? Or they just don't want people fooling around with it because big of the, because of the side effects? Big Pharma.
1: No, it's big pharma. So you have to understand, big pharma has a complete and total hold on this. if you go into the pharmacy in the United States right now and you try to buy a bottle of testosterone cypionate, you pay hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah. You go online to Billy Bob's bathtub basement here and you go and buy yourself some Billy Bob basement bathtub gear for like $25 for a bottle of test or $35 or $50. Yeah. You can get the, the same product, so to speak, for a third of the cost. And Big Pharma is making huge amounts of money. It's legal. And they don't want these illegal operations because if they have these illegal operations, then they have competition. That's right. So it really comes down to Big Pharma controlling everything. It has sure. to do with money. It's all about the money.
0: So I saw, I saw a, a couple of videos on SARMs. Now I tried SARMs. I got nothing from them. Uh, I tell people, usually it's, I tell people it's kind of a waste of time. Um, but you did a, a, a full series on SARMs. So you're telling people that they are a hundred percent fake.
1: Thousand percent fake. You, you got to realize if, if you're big pharma, right? Yeah. And you you start clinical trials in the two thousands for SARMs. Okay. You are not going to start those clinical trials without provisional patents, provisional patents, which can be renewed and renewed and renewed until something's approved. And then they can push the full patent. Yeah. When they do that, they get 20 years of product protection where, or even 50 years, depending on how they do it of product protection where, where you cannot make this without their approval. And then you have to pay them royalties. That's how generic medication comes about. So the big pharma is, is very engaged in creating these, um, these patents so they can protect their their intellectual property. Otherwise they're not going to produce anything. Yeah. So all the selective androgen receptor modulators that have yet to be abandoned, which is only a few at this point in clinical trials, they are all protected by patent. I mean, even the ones that are abandoned are protected by patents because they intend yeah. to remodulate them and use them again. Okay. So what China did was like China was like, Oh, these are not the classified as a steroid in the United States, so <laughs> we can make a whole lot of money. So, what are we going to do? We're going to change it to the testosterone, then move the molecule around like this, and oh, it's a still works. It still work. and yeah. it does. It does still work.
0: Can you explain work. that? Can you explain that in our in, in normal language? So they <laughs> yeah. add, they added
1: a molecule. They, they, they so they're with every hydrocarbon. A hydrocarbon is just a, a basic compound that that exists for you know organic chemistry every hydrocarbon has methyl groups and aldehydes and alcohol groups and all these different functional groups attached to yeah in the case of a sarm in most cases they they plugged multiple methyl groups onto the onto the hexagonal benzo that you'll see which will be just the hydrocarbon itself they plugged multiple methyl groups on that to change the structure and now it's no longer so it's not
0: so it's not actually a sarm it's whatever they it's whatever they created
1: Right. But your body pops those methyl groups off just like it does with like a prescription medication. You take a prescription medication and it pops that apart and it takes the piece it's going to use and sends it through the body. Yeah. It does the same thing with the SARMs. It pops these little pieces off and then it takes that hydrocarbon in it and it's like, Oh, well, I don't know what the, this is, but okay. And it throws it through the body yeah. and it goes around. And the thing about these SARMs is there's absolutely zero science on these black market SARMs. There's no science. Like there's, there's only the clinical science, but the clinical science cannot possibly reflect the, the, the stuff these people are taking because they are not chemically identical. Yeah. So these, these carbons are bouncing through the body. They're binding to places they shouldn't be binding. Your ocular fluid starts getting affected. People get yellow or green vision. They get pus in their eyes. They tell me, oh, SARMs don't have any side effects. We'll tell that to the thousands of guys who have cone titties because they took LGD and they only took it for a couple of weeks and their system shut down and they got bitch tits. You know, yeah. tell it to the people who have androgenic alopecia with whole strips of hair missing out of their head because the difference between taking tests, which converts to dihydrotestosterone, when you lose your hair, it just kind of, it's like a, a recession where you get yeah. like a bald spot. Yeah. But with with a, with a selective antigen receptor modulator from say China, you know, and you don't know where it's coming from or where it's going, it doesn't bind properly, so it goes yeah. where it shouldn't. So you might yeah. lose like a strip of hair, like right around the side of your head, just yeah. or, or a patch, you know, or whatever. It, it'll just do really. I've seen some really wild stuff, and you know, these guys like Tony Huge, who you brought up before. First of all, the guy is not a doctor in medicine. So you should really drop that fucking doctor. Excuse my French. I cannot stand that he calls himself Dr. Tony huge. We get it. You like real estate law. Great bro. So happy for you that you can sell a house. I'm super proud of you, but don't use that title to prop yourself up as some kind of medical professional. Who's telling people to take your, your bunk ass insulin products and your enhanced athlete products. He pushes the shit out of his He just did a video with that, uh, with Mark Bell. Yeah. And I, I like Mark Bell's products. I do. I like I like his his sleeves. I like his slingshot. You know, I, I like the guy. Yeah, and he's Same. got bigger arms than my legs. So, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with him. He's a, he's a good guy. But I didn't <laughs> like the fact that he got on Tony Hughes' thing and propped up SARMs. But you know why he did it? Not because he takes SARMs. Mark Bell doesn't take SARMs. He's never taken one to take SARMs. It's for the money. Yeah. These people are buying SARMs left and right, man. They go on these pages, like, it's legal. It works just like steroids. It has less side effects. Everybody says it's great. I'm just going to try it. They try it. Boom, they get sick, or they get no effects, or they get some muscle gain. So they keep taking it until they're so sick, I can't fix it. Look, yeah. I have to put people on active carbon when they take SARMs. I have Except to put them on active, active, active carbon. carbon. What's active carbon? It's the same stuff that you take, you know, and pour through like your water filter. Like when you pour oh, water yeah, through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only you take it like a pill form. Yeah. And, and it's not even proven that it's even really going to work to its fullest. But it's the only thing that, that theoretically could pull that kind of carcinogen, which was what they are at that point, and toxin out of your body. You yeah. see SARMs become carcinogenic because they yeah. add connective tissue because they're binding places they shouldn't be binding. Yeah. So if you don't get it out of your system – you're gonna be messed up and these people they, I have one guy on my Instagram I can't remember the guy's name he was, he was one of uh, Factory's little cronies when he comes to my page and he's like where's your science on the SARMs bro where's your science I said well, where's yours you know where 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 is your science because the stuff that you're taking could not possibly be sold legally in the United States if it was a SARM because yeah. it would violate Oh, yeah. and they just had to sit there and think about it well that makes total sense now and yeah, if you go yeah. on Google and you Google like the, the letter from the FDA in 2017, it's public record. Yeah. It's right there. They, they literally say that you're, you're bypassing patent law and producing a fraudulent po- product that is medically malfeasant and neglectful of your clients, causing things like cardiac arrest, liver damage, kidney failure, and the list goes on. It's a long list of unknown side effects that these things cause. And the FDA can't do anything to shut them down because what the hell are they because it's it? not they a, Because them.
0: it's not an actual assignment.
1: It's not an actual anything. It's
0: not anything, yeah, yeah.
1: It's not anything. Like the, these people, they are so smart. Gotta, I just, you know, what? I got to give credit. I got to give credit for credit due. To Tony Hughes is a freaking jerk, but he's smart as hell. He's well, smart as hell. You know, he's
0: it's taking, not, no, he's not smart. He's void of any ethical morality.
1: Which, which is what people would consider smart, because he's using that lack of that sociopathic kind of personality. No, to I make did. money off of people's suffering.
0: I don't I don't consider smart. It's not, I could come on here and be like, I'm taking this dog shit thing and people <laughs> no, are going to buy that. it. That's, he's when just I an asshole. Smart,
1: when I say smart, I don't mean intellectually smart. I mean like, you know, kind of shyster smart, you know, street yeah. smart, yeah. that kind of guy, like the drug dealer on the he's, corner. He's, he knows how to corner people. He does. Yeah. He gets them like vultures. He's a, he's a victimizer.
2: Yeah. And, I agree
1: with that.
0: I agree no, with that. I, um, I, I, I want to ask you. You mentioned insulin, so I, I have a couple important things I want to ask you. One, one is insulin. The other one is GH. But I want to touch on insulin first because I okay. personally, I personally hate insulin. But the more I, I listen, it. the more I listen to you, the more I wonder if it's something where I just took it wrong, or
1: if it's just a shitty product. Um. In, first of all, with insulin, and I want to put this disclaimer before I say this or, or anything out there about insulin. If you are not competing in the Olympia or you are not a professional bodybuilder, or this is not your life, and you are going to dedicate your life to it, don't fucking take it. Because it's like Russian roulette. It's like holding a 45 to the side of your head and pulling the trigger over and over and over again. You want to be Dallas McCarver all over again? Go right ahead. Because that's what happens. People don't understand. If you don't know what you're doing with insulin, even if you do know what you're doing with insulin, your body can just have enough. And if you become insulin resistant, like let's say you take insulin, and you're insulin resistant, which by the way is a direct side effect of testosterone okay. use. A lot of people who are type two diabetic from testosterone use are just insulin resistant. Yeah. And so insulin resistance and steroid use go hand in hand. So yeah. then you compound on top of that that you're also taking insulin. Well, then you start building up subdominal fat behind your stomach wall, which pushes against your spine, gives you that distended belly. You get that ridiculous kind of belly look, you know, which eventually goes away when you stop taking insulin. But if if you take insulin right, you can use a very, 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 excuse me, a very small amount of, uh, my battery's dying on my phone, I apologize. You can use a very small amount of insulin um, and, and achieve tremendous results. Uh, when you say, when you say it, a, right,
0: sorry, when you say a small amount, what are you talking
1: about? Well, it depends on the person. Entirely. Let's say, on let,
0: the let's say 280 pound Fuad Abiyad, I want to try
1: it. Okay, so are you an ectomorph or an endomorph or meso? Do you do you lose fat easily or add fat easily?
0: Uh, I lose fat pretty easily. I'm not. Okay, ect- I'm not an. I'm not a, I'm not an ecto though. I'm like
1: somewhere in the middle. You're like an ecto meso. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, so I'm probably usually... a, I'm probably an endo meso. Okay, so you're a little bit a little bit wider in the yeah. center. Yeah. Okay. All right. So with you. Uh, you're going to want to use like a, a moderate or slow, like Atlantis pre-workout, at like two or three IU. And then post-workout, you're going to want to use four or five IU of say Humalog, something quick. Okay. okay because
0: two different kinds together. Two different kinds.
1: Yeah. You can't uh-huh. use this. If you just use the same kind, uh, and again, if, if you're a complete Ecto, that's completely flipped around. Yeah. And if you're, if you're a complete endo, it, it's totally different insulin again. So when people mm-hmm. ask me the insulin question, I say, look, I, I don't even play with insulin unless you are seriously getting on stage and you're competing in the top of the game either in Olympia or Miss Universe. You're the very, very top of the top of the top. There's yeah. absolutely no reason to play with it. But what, if, um, a kid, but what if, if
0: a kid said to you, well, I'm not at the top now, but I want to be at the top?
1: Uh, I would say prove it and get, get, get yourself to the point where you're yeah. almost there before we start playing that game. Yeah. Because, you know, for me, and I, and I have to tell you, when I, when I talk to a client, I'm more concerned about whether or not that person lives and dies than whether or not they reach their freaking goals. Yeah. Their goals mean yeah. shit to me because, you you're yeah. 40 years old, you know, yeah. and I'm yeah. 40 years old. When we were 25, we're just like, they want to be the biggest that they ever was, want to put the muscles <laughs> on my muscles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when you get to 40, you're like, man, I'd like to see my kid graduate from high school. Maybe I'd yeah. like to see him get married. Maybe yeah. I'd like to... You know, enjoying my life, or hey, I'd like to have a pizza every once in a while. Yeah. You know, these yeah. these your your points of view change yeah. like that. Agree. And so when these people come to me and they say, "This is what I want to do," and then with muscles on my muscles, I have to I have to park that for a minute. You know, and I have to be like, yeah. "Look, you know, there there's some really serious ramifications that can happen to you." There's a whole counseling session that goes in before I even talk about insulin with someone, because. I, someone can straight up die even at the minor doses. Cause you know, a lot of guys take 10 IU of that yeah. stuff. They'll take yeah. 10 IU insulin pre and yeah. post. Yeah. I don't even get close to that. You, yeah. you can use insulin, peptides, growth hormone and test use much lower doses of everything, get a lot better results and you don't, don't have to kill yourself. Yeah. You know, you can get guys on stage at 300 pounds dry for the O on a third of the stuff of the rest of the guys. So it's, let me ask,
0: let me ask you this though, because the problem I had, the main problem I have with insulin, I did it one for one off season. Right. right? And I decided I didn't like it anymore because it didn't really, I didn't feel like it did what it was advertised to do. Right. But what do you say about the guys who are like, okay, I tried 5IU and it worked great for a couple of weeks, but then I, it wore off. So I started, I moved it to eight then 10 then 15 and cause that's what happens. Guys start it and then they kind of lose that initial pump feeling that you get from it. So they increase so the dose.
1: You know that when you take a hormone, any kind of hormone, that your cortex in your brain shrinks just a little bit. And each time that you take a hormone, you get this cortex shrinkage. It's all mental. It's all mental. They believe, I need to take this. I need to. They're looking in the mirror. They're like, You ever seen white chicks where the girl's like, I'm so fat? Look at this. It's like Tina's the talking tummy. She's like, I'm going to get you some help, some professional help. Like, that's what happens to these guys. Like, they'll be like 260 pounds with like, Muscles and the muscles, and like I'm fat, yeah. I'm ugly. I need to put more on, I need to add more. Okay, but wait a minute.
0: Okay, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I'm going to say this from experience. I'm not going to talk about anybody else.
2: Okay.
0: I know when the first uh, look, I haven't done insulin in, in years. Right. If, I, if I did insulin tomorrow mm-hmm. on a high carb day, I know I would feel probably crazy in the gym. Right. But if I kept doing it, I know after a couple weeks that feeling would wane and it would probably go away. Insulin resistance. I know, but you're telling me that that's all mental. That's not, I'm not getting an actual
1: and It's mental and physiological. So it's the insulin resistance coupled with the fact that your cortex is shrinking, coupled with body dysmorphia, coupled with all kinds of stuff. And, you know, a lot of the things that these guys do when they're, when they're doing the insulin, okay, they'll, they'll do like, uh, for every, you know, one insulin unit, they'll do 10 grams of carbs, five grams of protein, you know, 0.5 glutamine and, and creatine. That's, that's their little rule of thumb but they forget that they need flavonoids. They forget that they need antioxidants and potassium and phosphorus. You can't even go through oxidative phosphorylation and add muscle tissue in the first place if you don't have those micronutrients. So they don't eat bananas. They don't eat fruit. They don't eat vegetables in wide range of quantity. They're just sitting there pounding, you know, shakes of basically powdered carbs. And, and that's why. Because your ATP and your ADP is through your Keegan cycle, so you have a Keegan cycle where, where it starts off as triphosphate ATP, and it goes through oxidative phosphorylation, it drops the phosphate in and starts protein synthesis, goes back into this, you know, receiver as ADP, and begins to go back through the process and become ATP. Yeah. Well, you can't become ATP without that phosphorus going back in there. So yeah. if you don't have yeah. that nutrient, and insulin doesn't just shuttle carbohydrates, it shuttles everything. So if okay. you're not getting everything, you're... What the frick are you doing? It's like people saying it's it's the you know, I'm taking this stuff and I'm not getting the results, Mike. I wanna look like I don't know. And uh, and I'm just like it comes down to your diet, it comes down to your rest, it comes down to how you are training and tied together. But if I were to write a book, my book would probably uh Brian got replaced with that Italian dog or not South Park family guy. Brian gets replaced with that Italian dog. He's like, I wrote a book called wish it wanted to do it you or, or you blew it. And he's like, you wish you had the steroids. You wanted to take them, right? But you blew it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this teaching a person how to actually take it right is so impossible because they don't actually want to know. They just want to be told. And, and so that's why they'll go to coach after coach after coach and coaches will give them information. And they'll just do whatever the coach says. They won't even yeah. question, unless they're yeah. a chick, and then they'll call fifty other coaches and compare notes, and then they'll come back and be like, "I talked to like sixteen <laughs> different coaches. Um, they said I should take T three and estrogen blockers, and like, you don't have me on that. And like, I just want to know why. Well, okay, yeah. go ahead and take T three and your estrogen blockers when you're coming back all fat with your hair falling out. Don't be an asshole, you know. Yeah. I just
0: so so you're saying there's a there's a, a healthy way to take insulin, but a lot of it is related to diet and how diet. You do, how you're doing it
1: how you're doing it, the types of esters you're using, when you're taking it, you know, it, 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 it does, it comes down. It's very specific. It's, it's not a game anybody should just be playing. And that's why, you know, insulin, I don't like to cancel it. I know how to, I just don't, I I think I maybe coach five people out of that huge number of people. I coach five right now on insulin. See, this is
0: great. The thing that's really hard about this podcast is I have people that have message me all the time. and have very specific questions or, or sorry, I shouldn't say that they the very vague questions like, well, what stack should I do and what this should I do? And I'm learning through this podcast that none of those answers are going to be vague. Like it's almost like a case no. by case. It's almost like a case by case
1: basis, right? There's no cookie cutter. One size fits all. Each person is different based off of their own, physiological, genetic, blood types, everything's all tied together, how they train, what their lifestyle's like. When I do a consult with someone, it takes, and sometimes it takes a week. And these people that get pissed off, like, well, I thought you were going to give me a cycle. We've been talking for a week and a half. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know what? Here's your cycle. Just go. Because yeah. they don't, they're not interested in actually understanding the why. They just want to know, like, what do I take now? They just That mentality is is impossible for me to overcome. I can only help people the way that I help them, which is I just make videos and I, I give them out to people and they share them around their Instagrams. And that's, that's all I can do because I don't know how else to help people. They really don't want it. But you know,
0: but you know, most people don't want to learn, right? Like, you know that I, I know that from helping people. And I don't mean, uh, just with like their gear. I mean, even with like training or, or, uh, nutrition or anything, they don't want to learn why this exercise works or why this. A diet works. They just want, just tell me what to do. Right. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? Cause you're still teaching them the right way.
1: Well, I'm teaching them the right way, but, but you know, the problem is, is that if, if a problem occurs while they're on cycle, because for example, like I said, everybody's genetically different. So you might have somebody whose uh, aromatase enzyme activity is far greater than someone else's. You yeah. give one person one cycle uh, Another cycle like, well, this person didn't even need to take a blocker. This one has bitch tits, even with the Remedex every day. So you know, it, to, to, to parse that, you, you you can't parse that without having that conversation about here's the expected side effects and here's how to deal with them and here's the things you can supplement to, to deal. with You know, I, I'll tell you, um, two of the guys who got ready for open class this year took exactly four blockers their entire prep. You how don't need do you They Just took four blockers their entire mean, prep, like meaning, four meaning what?
0: Four pills total.
1: Four four pills
0: total.
1: I don't understand why then. Why would they only take four? Because they don't need it. Because if you run it right, you take the right supplements. You don't even need blockers. You don't need it. You know, the the thing is, your body has natural processes to break down estrogen and get it out. So, you
0: you, they had took no estrogen blockers? Almost none. Yeah. Holy shit. I can't... Man, one of my—I'm st- not going to name any coaches, but one of my one of my uh, diets—I was taking 100 milligrams of Proviron and uh-huh. two, and two milligrams of Arimidex and 40 milligrams of Nolvadex all
1: together every day. Holy shit! You're lucky you have bones left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I need to get—I need to get a charger if we're going to continue this because my phone's going to die like freedom in America. Just give me a second; I'll be right back. I'm a Okay. Charger. Okay.
0: Uh, apologize no it's okay man there's a lot to learn man there's a lot to learn it's uh 20 years in the game and I'm I feel like I'm starting all over uh, from scratch
1: right. almost there man get bloody fat boy in.
0: it's all good I only have a couple more questions anyway. I don't want to keep you too long, man. You got 55,000 clients, so. <laughs> yeah, but I don't,
1: I don't deal with them directly. I just, like I said, I just do the consults. Yeah. That's how I handle them. Otherwise, if I dealt with them directly, I might blow my brains out, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I can imagine. So, okay. So, a um, couple important questions. GH. There's this ongoing discussion I constantly have with everybody, even, like, I, I'm unsure myself. I know what I feel like, but I don't know what's certain. Best time to take, take, it, take the best, it, best time, and the best dose.
1: Oh, sorry about this. It's okay. Uh, GH is, is complicated. Um, of course. So, there's two ways to take GH, and that's subcutaneous and intramuscular. And okay. I'm going to say that you need to do both. So, I do intramuscular oh, sure. before bed. Because I don't actually take GH, by the way. I don't, uh, because that's the only hormone that's still producing for my pituitary gland. I'd like to keep it that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, GH, when, when you take it, uh, for example, the guys getting ready for the O this year, I'll just use one of them for example. They were taking, when I took them over, I think they were taking 10 IU a day. Yeah. I got them down to four. Okay. You take two IU intramuscular at nighttime before bed, yeah. and you will get better results from that than yeah. you will from splitting into two or even three doses of subcutaneous GH throughout the day. Yeah, because yeah. it goes into your muscle tissue and it stays there and pushes your IGF up for 30 hours. So you can okay. get a much better, uh, more fluid result. That's why when guys get their IGF tested to see if GH is legit, we're not I'm like wasting your time because IGF is in and out and GH yeah. is in and out. We'll never get it tested in time yeah, or even yeah. at the right time. Um, yeah. but when you're talking about like growth hormone, when so you do like say two IU intramuscular before bed, you go to bed it's going to improve your rest cycle because it's yeah. going to it's going to have that delta sleep inducing peptide which you can also take separately but yeah. it's part of part of the growth hormone process you get better sleep better rest which is important because that adds more muscle heals you faster you've better recovery and then of course you take 2 IU fasted pre workout or even 4 IU fasted pre workout
0: now what do you mean fasted pre workout because before my workout i already ate my pre workout meal so how, what do you consider
1: fasted Fasted means you don't eat before you work out. Oh. Because if you don't eat before you work out and you take that, that 2 or 4 IU of GH and you go to the gym and you work out, your body's natural full of statin levels will increase by about 40 to 60%. So you will immediately begin throwing on a ton more muscle. As soon as you get out working out, you, you pound your protein shake, you go home, you eat your meal, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. But if you go to the gym fasted and you train, you're going to go into like policies. You're going to pull the fat off yourself. Your stat is going to go up. So post-workout, you're going to add more muscle tissue. You know, while you're actually lifting weights, protein synthesis isn't actually happening. What's happening is the destruction of muscle tissue. So, I believe, so
0: man, these just keep bringing up more and more questions. I could keep you on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's important because I just, I'm going to have to bring you back on like another time because I don't want to keep you on here for five hours, but. Why do people say that you need to like? And I say, I mean, I've always said this: that you need to eat before you train. And then a lot of people say, like, an intra-workout product. If you take any intra-workouts that have essential aminos in them, it's
2: good to. Well,
1: take it. Uh, so there's there's plenty of schools, about plenty of ways to do it. I'm just saying, if you're going to take growth hormone for the sake of adding muscle tissue and losing fat, that's the way that you want to take it. But what now, I'm
0: asking, but wait a minute, what I'm asking you is if I did that, but I didn't eat my pre-workout meal, aren't I kind of like? just canceling each other out cuz okay i took the growth hormone to build muscle but i didn't eat so that's going to starve like it's i'm not getting any amino's
1: to the muscle while i'm training well but you're not going to go into a catabolic state because you're on test and you're on growth hormone both those things suppress a catabolic state and plus when you enter a training cycle in in a depletion your body releases statin to prevent the breakdown of muscle tissue so then you go post workout you start eating all of a sudden you're fueling that ATP, that Keegan cycle, you're fueling protein synthesis, oxidative phosphorylation starts happening and you'll just slap on all kinds of muscle, but it'll be dry muscle. So you'll get like that, that leaner, you know, more Better dry look, look as yeah. opposed to that round. Because you know, if, if you eat your, your pre-workout meal and your intro and all that stuff, yeah, you, you'll get bigger yeah. in the other way, but you'll also be wetter. You'll have that so kind of like rounded look, yeah. caps and sort of, you just, you just won't get that, that look. And you can yeah. still add the size um, and you, you can you can eat before you work out. I can't work out if I don't eat first. Or I'm going to punch someone in the face because I'm going to I'm going to beat up some <laughs> little tiny freaking gym bro with bird arms and I'm going to eat him there because, because I'm going to be hungry. You yeah. know I've been known to pop open a Lenny and Larry's cookie and just eat at the gym because I'm a fat ass. You know? Okay, but how do you? <laughs> so,
0: let me ask you this: Is there a way to? Okay, let me ask you this: Let's say I'm going to go fasted, and uh, I want to I want to take my GH pre workout fasted. Right. Does that also include not being able to take my pre-workout formula and my intra-workout? Like it's just no,
1: you, you water? You can take your pre-workout and your intra, and that's the other thing when I do fasted, I do amino's too because yeah. you know, you can keep your amino pool fueled. You just have to make sure that you're getting the right kinds of amino's and you're not just buying whatever amino's they sell in the store, but you're getting the essential amino's that your body needs for yeah. its amino pool like so you can build muscle. But remember like I said, when you're training at the gym, you're not you're not entering an anabolic state yeah okay you yeah. can't add muscle because you're you're tearing down so if you go in there fasted your body's going to pull first from your glycogen stores then your liver stores are going to it's going to pull your liver glycogen out and once those are depleted it's going to start pulling your fat tissue yeah. okay and folostatin is going to be released to stop um uh why the frick did i just lose my train of thought oh uh, I'll get back to it later. Okay, it's, it's, okay. it's a It's the process of converting protein into sugar I can't like the neogenesis. Yeah, that's yeah, it. like that's the it, neogenesis. It, yeah. yeah, I apologize. Some the words, man, I got a million of them floating around in my head. So
0: let me okay, let me ask you. I want to be more more specific. because part of the reason I take my pre-workout is not just for uh, you know, being anti-catabolic. Part of the reason I take it is for energy or any type of stimulant or well, whatever. It
1: can't be for the taste. That stuff tastes like shit. I don't care what. Nope, not
0: mine. I'm actually releasing my own pre-workout and It's delicious. Well, I have to try it because
1: I hate pre-workout. I drink that stuff and I'm like,
0: oh. <laughs> no, no oh. Mine, mine's good. But. Okay, so if I want to do your way.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't do any pre-workout.
0: If I want to do it your way, I can take, two. I use a GH intramuscular or subcutaneous before,
1: before training? Before training, you do sub-Q. Okay, so you, you want that spike, that two-hour spike because you really only get a two-hour window. Because yeah. that's the same length of time for your training. Yeah. That IGF's gonna be there. It's gonna promote that protein synthesis. It's gonna post workout you're gonna eat and that IGF's gonna grab that food and just pound it in there. The full statin is gonna be suppressing all the myostatin, you're gonna add all this muscle tissue. It's gonna be dramatic. Within okay. three months of doing this, you'll you'll be you'll notice. You'll Okay. Absolutely. If I
0: do if I do that and then I, I take a pre workout on my way to the gym and then I drink my intra workout, am I canceling out the process you're talking about? No. No, not unless
1: your intro workout has like, you know, 50 grams of carbohydrates, in which case. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I got you. If, if your interest is carb, if, but see, again, you can't, you can't skip carbs if you're doing insulin either. So again, no. it really comes down to what you're actually taking. And, and again, so, so there's no real rule of thumb. Yeah. You know, if you're just taking growth hormone, that's the best way to do it. But if you're taking growth hormone and GH or sorry, growth hormone and insulin, insulin you have to take it with food pre yeah. During post walk around with gummy bears in your pocket, you know, something yeah. to keep you from freaking dying. You yeah. know, I, I just, I'm not a fan of insulin at all. Yeah. Uh, just super not a fan of it. Especially when it gets that, you know, that, that look, it's never a good look that, no. that it's kind of like a rounded muscle. It's and you get
0: bloated that, and it's pudgy. Bloated. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It looks terrible.
0: It. Does. um, okay. So one more important thing before I let you go diet wise, are you still doing a standard bodybuilding diet but including all the micronutrients or are you doing something totally different?
1: I eat 7 to 10 cups of vegetables a day, 3 to 4 cups of fruit, and then after that, I just eat whatever the hell I want, man. I don't well, monitor my diet. But let's use the guys,
0: really the guys that you worked with for the open class. Did you just do their, nutrition, their, their gear or you do you do nutrition?
1: I didn't do any of their nutrition, but I told them okay. that they needed to have 7 to 10 cups of vegetables, 3 to 4 cups of fruit every day, and I said, the last couple of weeks, if you have to shave the fruit to get rid of some of the calories, I said, okay, but yeah. it should be the last thing to go because you have to remember rice and sweet potatoes and potatoes and oats, they have freaking nothing in them. They're yeah. just carbs. Yeah. You, you, you need, you need those nutrients that 90% of the side effects caused by steroids are caused by a shit diet,
0: Really? And shit gear. Yeah, absolutely. So all these guys that are taking care that are having problems could probably negate them by...
1: 80 just to 90%. Have,
0: yep. Just, just by not just by eating better like a better micronutrient dense diet.
1: Doing microdosing and better micronutrients. Those two things will fix almost every side effect out there.
0: What uh do greens count as a
1: vegetable? You mean like the powdered greens? Yeah. Uh yeah, you know but, honestly man, I I I will I will in a pinch do greens, but I just get bags of kale like to hit my greens. I'll do like bags of kale. And I'll do like three cups of kale, two cups of fruit. I'll throw in a scoop of protein. I'll blend it up. I'll drink it, and then like you know, throughout the day, I'll have different types of vegetables, whether it's onions, peppers, carrots, whatever. And I'll have my different fruits. And I just, I just incorporate whatever into my diet. Yeah. But I am not, I'm not body focused. Like I, I get a lot of guys that are like, hey, you look like shit, Big Mike. You know why? I see, guys, you look, you don't know nothing about those steroids. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, my brain has abs. It does sit-ups in my yeah. mind. You know, <laughs> I, I I don't care about my body. I'm not body focused. I, I'll be honest with you, I eat pizza, I eat cake, I eat whatever the hell I want. I yeah, no, I I just yeah. when it comes to an actual athlete, when when we're talking about like a high end athlete, yeah. I won't control their macros, but I will control their micros. Like okay. I will tell them, you need specifically this many cups of this, yeah. or we're gonna have problems on the cycle. You okay. cannot run this cycle if you're not doing this. And here's the things you need to supplement, and they're going to be timed and specific. It, it takes me the difference between doing like a like a like an Olympia competitor, whether that's open class or classic physique or women's uh, physique or women's bikini or women's figure, or whoever. Because I had people in each of those categories, believe it or yeah. not. Yeah. Um, and no matter who it is, it takes me weeks to build their to build their program. It takes. Time and conversation adjustments, manipulation. Because you'll try something with them, and it's they're, it's not jiving right, yeah. or they And then you just got to find where it locks in. And then when you find yeah. where it locks in, you don't mess with it.
2: Yeah. You keep them yeah. there.
1: And some of the people that I had get on stage this year had absolutely their best years ever. They yeah. had their best years. They came up drier than they've ever come up. They didn't all win.
2: Yeah,
1: but they did good. And I did have some winners this year. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, I I don't I don't care whether someone wins or not. I just don't want them to die. That's the end of the day.
0: Well, if somebody had told me a long time ago, there's a way to do this without any, because a lot of you guys know out there that follow me. Uh, I was working on my blood pressure issues and I said, I had some blood work issues and I've actually done my first, I'm getting my first consultation with Mike myself because if somebody told me a long time ago, Hey, you could be that big or you can do, and this is the thing I like about you the most is you're not saying don't do steroids are bad for you you're saying there's a way to get huge and there's a way to do them and still be healthy and not
1: screw yourself up. Yeah. There, there might be limitations. Remember there, there is a limit, you know, to how far your body can get yeah. before you start playing with your health. But yeah. Once you get to that limit, there's ways to hack your body and kind of stay in flux instead of crashing and burning. Yeah. You know, yeah. people, people talk about like all these big guys on stage. You ever seen like uh, Ronnie Coleman now, you know, he just looks totally wasted away you look at all these guys that were these huge big Olympia competitors now they just look absolutely withered and tiny. That doesn't have to be anybody. You can hack your body so that when you're sixty five years old you're still two sixty
0: yeah, but maybe the but in their in sorry you cut out you cut out Mike.
1: I just said when you get to like sixty years old, you yeah. can still be 260, 270 at ten percent yeah can, and healthy
0: but in their yeah. in their defense, just in case. Just I, yeah. Well, just in case, I don't think they are, but just in case they are in their defense, they probably don't want to be like, if for me, when I'm done bodybuilding, I don't want to be 280 pounds anymore.
1: Oh, you don't eat. You don't eat ten thousand calories a day anymore. Or <laughs> no. You don't want to sit there and shove chicken down your face all day long. When I See, hang this up, when I eat I, pizza, we just got to right. get you on the pizza game. Right? That's right. That's yeah. right. You if you know, could... roll it up and the grease just starts pouring out of it, yeah, it that's, kind of it that's right. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs>
2: I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, I eat enough pizza, man. That's that's actually part of my problem, but. Um... <laughs> Listen, I, I, I really, really appreciate you coming on, man. I have like a thousand questions, but I feel like this could just go on forever in circles. So uh, I want to know if you'll come back on another time when I have a little bit more experience with you and I can help kind of relay the message.
1: Yeah, absolutely. However you want to do this, man, I'll come on and talk with you as much as you like. I don't I don't have problems with it. I, I, like I said, I, I'm not going to prepare before I come on. So if I don't no. know the answer to a question you asked for, I may just tell you, I, I don't know at this time, yeah. uh, but for the people that, that listen and watch, just so you guys understand when I speak, what on those videos that you'll see on Instagram, before I do those, I do six, seven, eight hours of research. I do talking points. I write the notes down. I create the whiteboard. I call my mentor. I ask her questions. I make sure that everything I say is correct. Yeah. So when I, you know, when people ask me, where do you get your research from, <laughs> it, it, hours and and hours of just constant reading and it's not studies on like trend you know there's like five studies on trend that are worth a shit and the rest of them are just trash yeah yeah yeah. read all those in a day it's it's studies on really really detailed scientific stuff like single nucleic polymorphisms and how those genetic snips impede or interfere with protein synthesis or muscle development or side effects or you know there's so much that goes into it i i couldn't even There's some days I just don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to. I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't even want to. I remember yeah. we posted a, I posted a video, I think, or I didn't post the video. I think Fred Smalls posted a video on his Instagram of one of my posts from a long time ago. I forget it was like on Mint. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, those guys, uh, what's his name? Factory. I can't really say his name right. Uh, I'm not sure if Factory is the I, way think I think it's Factory.
0: I think it's Factory. Yeah.
1: He, 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 he like, he, he said something like, well, what did he say? Cause Fred sent me the screenshot of it. What did he say? He said, uh, he said, this guy talks, he doesn't have any clout. He goes, this guy's a nobody and a nothing. And I'm just like, I went through his pages. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. And he has like, he's on his page. He has like, um, 72 pro cards, won and 20 pro victories or something like that. I said, well, that's cute. I used to be there,
2: you yeah. know? And, yeah. and I'm just you know, yeah. these
1: people, they, 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 they will attack the information. So when you put the information out, people like Bakri and Tony Huge, who have something to gain from their clients being their clients, will viciously attack any information that, that I'm going to put out. But I got to tell you, man, everything that I put out, before I put it out, it goes through rigorous vetting before it goes yeah. online. You
2: well, know? there's a, f- and there's
1: you'll a never few... See... Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no. I just, sorry to interrupt you. There's just a few things I want to say about that is one, he may have all those pro card people and he may have those victories, but this is the point that I think I'm trying to get across. And actually one of the main reasons why I started the podcast, I was sick of seeing people like Tony huge and others coming on and giving people really, really bullshit cycles. And just even like numbers way higher than I even mentioned for myself, like, Oh, you got to take two or three grams of tests and you got to, so I started the podcast to get people like actually most of the pros on here so they could describe what they were doing. And now after I found about you, found out about you, I'm like, okay, the reason this is important is not because factory is a shit coach. It's because there's a way for people to be like factory and be coaches like factory, but have better information. So you can turn people pro and not get them injured in the process.
1: I could help factory out if he put his pride down for a second, but you know, I, I really I don't like the guy because I, I have a 24-year-old kid right now. I'm not going to mention the kid's name. He's an IFBB pro in men's classic physique. He has a colostomy bag for the rest of his life because factory had him on a grandma trend for six months. I mean, yeah. you have to understand that these people, they, they not only coach steroids, but then they'll sell them too. Mm-hmm. So the only reason they're putting people on these egregious cycles isn't necessarily to get them their pro card. It's to make money off. Mm-hmm. But even if they did get them their pro card, that pro card has nothing to do with that gear. You and I both know you could have two guys taking the same amount of tests. One guy looks great. The other one looks like shit. It comes down to your diet. It comes down to, did you wake up when you had the fever and you yeah. still went to the gym and you still did your fast and cardio, worked out, feeling like yeah. crap because damn it, you're going to do it no matter what. Did you really, were you hungry? Yeah. The guy who worked, the guy who put the effort in, he's going to win. The guy who just pumped the gear and thought the gear was going to get him there, he's not going to win. It has nothing to do with factory. And, and that's why you'll never see like on my page, I got this many people to pro cards. I don't even know how many people have gotten their pro cards through me, man, thousands, yeah. but I don't yeah. care because I had nothing to do with that.
2: Yeah. I
1: just told them what to take. They did all the work. I didn't get a single win. None yeah. of these wins are mine. And I think that's what irritates me about factory. He puts out, yeah. Oh, I have this many winners and this. That wasn't you. Yeah. You didn't do that.
0: But I'm you not, know? but I'm not trying to single him out. I'm just <coughs> saying, I think this is an important conversation to have, and we should have more of them because there's people that are going to, there's people that are aspiring to be like yeah. There's people that are aspiring to be like Hani and people are yep. aspiring to be like Chris Aceto and all these people. Yep. I, think if, I think if we can all learn more together, that's great because then, then we're going to get bodybuilders that look amazing
1: but aren't dying. You're, you're never going to have that no. though because you have one factor in there you can't account for, and that's human pride. You're never going to get a yeah. coach who's at the top of the game to, to listen to a guy like me and give any notoriety the stuff I'm saying, if I'm it not, takes away from what they're saying.
0: No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the younger guys coming up that are coaching. We might if, be able somebody, to help if somebody who's 20 years old is watching this right now and he's coaching clients and he says, holy shit, Mike's got a way I can fucking do this. And my clients aren't going to get sick. That yeah. kid, that kid, if he does learn the process, is going to make a ton more money than the guys. I, actually
1: have, a, I have a mentorship chat on WhatsApp that yeah. I have available for my people. Yeah. So the people that come in, they can pay like twenty five bucks a week and they're involved in a chat where I do lectures, like college style lectures every okay. week and I give homework assignments out. Yeah. And so I actually have about a hundred and twenty people right now ish that are in this that want to want to become that. So they're working on that, right? You cut out
2: you're cutting out for a minute there.
0: Hey Mike, are you, are you are you there? Your phone, your
2: internet connection's cut out. You're still gone.
0: Oh wait, I kind of hear you now.
1: How about that? Can you hear me?
0: I can kind of hear you now. It's coming back. Okay, I got you. I lost you. I lost you. Okay. I it's okay. I lost you at the I just want you, I want to make sure you get this out there because right.
1: I think I it's, called, uh,
0: it's okay. I want to make sure you get yeah, it out my, there because it's really
1: it's important.
0: Um, no, I just wanted to make sure you get this out there because it's important because it's something I might even sign up for. So every week you're getting about 150 people, you said, signing up for this lecture there's,
2: course.
1: There's, there's, a, there's a WhatsApp people enroll, in subscribe to program they go in there and I do about a 20 minute lecture every week and I assign homework and there's actually textbooks that I give them and tell them, these are the ones you need to read. Like this week we're going to be doing, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be doing my lecture on thyroid and adrenal function, how they're tied together and how to manipulate the one to get the other one to do what you want it to do. Okay. So I'm going to be, and and of course, everything there, while it is truly how your endocrine system works, it's from a bodybuilder or power lifter perspective so that yeah. you can, you can leverage that knowledge to improve your hormone use. Exactly. So that, that's the the purpose of it. But I do have a, a mentor program that, that I teach people from and it's growing in the beginning. We had like 20, 30 people, but like I said, we have 120 now and yeah. it's, um, it's, it's a lot for me to handle actually at 120 because it's like yeah. a college classroom with 120 students in
0: it. So I can imagine. So when we're done here, I'll get all the information from you and I'll put all the links in the description for people that want to sign up or follow you on Instagram or anything like that. Okay. Sure. Um, I appreciate your time, Mike. Is there anything you want to say before I let you go, man? Anything you want to, any message you want to give out there?
1: I, I think the only message I want to get out there to people is, is I don't want to give people the wrong impression. I don't care what people think about me or the information that I put out there. At the end of the day, I don't care about money. I don't care about, you know, success or wins. I care about whether or not that person who's watching this lives to see another day. I care that that person has longevity and quality of life. I'm vested. I'm vested in their future. I don't care about any of the other stuff. You know, you'll never see me going up and talking about the people that I have or the people that I coach or how many victims. I don't care about any of that stuff. Yeah, I care about the person. And I want to say cool. one last thing about women. Um, women get the worst information in this industry. They're mm. treated like second-class citizens. A woman's body is so dynamically different from a man's that if you don't understand ovulation, menstruation, you don't understand uh, how pro- how uh, bone mineral synthesis is different in a woman than a man. You don't understand how estrogen is metabolized different in a woman and a man you don't understand these things. You don't have any business coaching a woman. And I'll tell you, there are so many people out there coaching women that are literally destroying their lives. And women, if you're listening, you can get help. I have female coaches who have been trained. You can get consults through me. We can reverse hair loss. We can reverse your thyroid dysfunction. We can reverse your insulin resistance. I cannot reverse your voice. I cannot change your face. But if those things haven't changed yet, and you're thinking about starting out, before you take that leap, you need to go, you need to go to our website before you screw yourself up. Because I can get to the body you want, and you can still be a beautiful feminine woman with a soft face and a gentle voice. You don't need to lose all of that. Women don't have to sacrifice their femininity to be a bodybuilder or a power lifter or any of those things. They can have the best of both worlds without changing their physiological structure, without their face changing and their voice changing. It's just, it's grotesque. and, And not to offend the women who that's happened to, I'm not making fun of them, when I say it's grotesque, I mean what the coaches have done to them
2: yeah, because yeah. they
1: don't understand what they're doing is grotesque. Yeah. You know, a lot of women love to sing. Yeah. They love to sing. But after yeah. that, after that first run of bar, they can't, That's a, you yeah. know, and, yeah. they, and they, there's just a lot of shit that happens to them and that messes them up. If a dude's voice gets deeper, he's like, yeah, I'm more manly. i got more manly. <laughs> you know? That happens to a woman. Yeah. That is not cool. They don't want that. So there's yeah. ways to, to hack those metabolic pathways to prevent virilization. I know how to prevent virilization. I know how to PCT a woman. I know how to gauge their cycles, how to pulse and undulate their cycles so that they're not virilizing rapidly so that we can get yeah. them on and off so they get the results they are looking for without the weight gain after their cycle. These things are important. And I think for me, I keep talking about the women more than the men because honestly, men are easy. You know yeah. we are designed to receive testosterone. That's how yeah. our body works. Yeah. Women are complex, yeah. and you saw how complex our few conversations about men were. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> incredible. You can't yeah. even imagine women. They're yeah. They're if they aren't the damnedest, most complicated things God ever made. Yeah. You know, when it comes to hormone use, they're even more complicated. So, but that's it. That's all I got, man.
0: All right. Well, I have one more question for you. Go. Can you get my hair to grow back? Yes. No, you I can't. Get all right. Are yes, you serious?
1: Uh huh. Go to my website. <laughs> okay. go, to, go to my website. <laughs> go to my website and click on research. There's a blog with a it, say, it says fina a, find a or find a, find a tall or something like that. Click on the finesteride post and under there I have an entire treatment course with how to mix it, how to make it.
0: I took to fina I took that before orally. Yeah, it was when I stopped. Yeah. T- I was when I stopped taking it. That's when my hair
1: fell out. No, you don't want to take it orally. So what you want to do is you want to grind up fina There's a process. You <laughs> grind it up. You mix it with 2% minoxidil. You mix it with like cocoa butter or coconut oil. I prefer cocoa butter because it's a little thicker. You get more of a creamy thing. you about two tablespoons of it or a dollop on the palm of your hand, and you just work it into your scalp really? at bedtime. Work it in until it's, it's all in. And then you go to bed, do that for three, four months, and you'll you'll look like undercover brother. You'll come <laughs> out and be like, you messed up the throat, and you've got to go. Yeah, all man, right. it. all beautiful right. flowing locks
0: if you, you get have, my you fucking to, hair back,
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, then I can shave this shit. I have my hair back, dude. I haven't shaved for five days, man. Look at your beard. Look at mine. This is as much as it grows. <laughs> I got like a little summer beard, summer hair. Yeah, what the bear. fuck
0: is that? That's not a. That's five days growth.
1: I would make a terrible Muslim man. I cannot yeah, no. it. I grow it out. Bro. No, no, it's you'd just, be horrible. It's, just, it's that uh, I have Native American genes in me, not like the Elizabeth Warren Native American, like, like a Alex, real,
0: like you know, a so. real Native American.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's
1: just <laughs> hand to try. So my my facial hair just does not. It, it just does not grow in. My dad's full blooded Italian. He looks like Chewbacca. He like steps out of the shower. He's like, <laughs> yeah. you didn't know? get any of that. I got no hair anywhere, man. I'm like a hairless. That's I look okay. like one of those weird dogs that's dog all right yeah. you know what it's,
0: i'd rather have that i got to shave my back every fucking three days of shit it's like it's
1: some duct tape man
0: just just peel it off yeah
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: um i really appreciate you coming on man thank you so much for the time yeah, and no i'll problem. be i'll be talking to you soon because we're doing our own consultation so i look forward to that but i'll have you on again because i know there's going to be a million
2: questions coming yeah. after this okay absolutely man thank all you right. very much mike i appreciate the time all right. Okay, Bye. brother. Bye.